Hello everyone and welcome to DGR Dialogue. I'm Elise Schoening, the assistant editor of Demand Gen Report, and today I'm joined by Brian Solis, the principal analyst at Altimeter Group. Thank you for joining us, Brian. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm excited to, uh, to be on. Yeah, we're happy to have you. And today we'll be discussing the evolution of influencer marketing. You recently released a report titled Influence 2.0, The Future of Influencer Marketing. And in the report, you mentioned that influencer marketing needs an upgrade and a new definition. How do you define Influence 2.0 and why do you think we need to move from influencer marketing to influencer relationships? I think when most marketers and also executives think about influencer marketing, they all have different impressions of it. But I think what they all share is that it is an underappreciated, let's just say, strategy in the marketing arsenal. And and that is because we think of it as traditional broadcast. Let's, Let's tie into folks who can plug into our messages and, ex- and extend them to expand our reach uh, and hopefully increase awareness and basically other top of the funnel activities. Uh, and then more so, you know, you, you see any time that influencer marketing gets a bad rap, whether it's the Kardashians or the Jenners, or you have the folks like the Fire Festival, uh, or you have, for example, a recent cryptocurrency ICO that used real-world celebrities and influencers to promote the ICO and only to find out that it was a, a a pretty big scam you know those i think on one side get give influencer marketing a bad rap on the other side though i think it demonstrates you know the real potential of all of this stuff is that every single year outside of our research i believe it's edelman that tracks this in its trust barometer is that trust in companies and brands and executives plummets every year but trust in peers or people quote unquote like me uh, is always at the top. And I think at, at the end of the day, that's what influencer, I don't like calling it influencer marketing. That's why we called it Influence 2.0. But it's the idea that if you can connect peers with peers or authorities with, with people looking for direction or information or insight, then that's what this is about. It's about connecting the dots between intent and outcomes and building relationships along the way. Yeah, that's a really great point. And one thing that stood out to me in the report was that SAP treats its influencers as clients. What are your thoughts on that approach versus the traditional partnership approach to working with influencers? You know, when we study any kind of influencer marketing, whether it's B2B or B2C, we we tend to look at things in terms of campaign engagements. That's just typically how marketing runs. So there's going to be a launch Uh, in the B2B world. There might be a white paper. There might be content or video release. There might be a new product. Whatever that event is, it then brings into uh, it brings into call potential influencers or influencers to help expand that message, to help create as much engagement and visibility around that moment uh, or around that destination, uh, whatever whatever the case may be. But relationships aren't campaigns. Campaigns are more tactical. Uh, you, you come in and you come out. I think especially in the B2B world where people are constantly looking for referrals or insights or direction, you have to be present constantly. You have to almost in a sense use influence as a means of creating brand influence, trust, uh, attention, engagement, uh, community. Uh, and so the idea of a campaign, while you still can do it and should do it, I'm not saying get rid of it. I'm just saying you have to think more holistically and then also more perpetually. Yeah, but so why would you um, support more of a client approach to versus like a, a partnership approach to working with influencers? So 
when you look at a partnership approach, uh, well, I, I guess it really d- depends on what you're trying to do. I, uh, if I could take a step back, what what I wanted to introduce with Tracker in, in Influence 2.0, our first report was introduced last year, and this was uh, what we hope to be a continuing annual event. Influence 2.0 uh, was created because I wanted to draw attention to the fact that let's just take influence out of the picture for a minute is that every day you have customers and you have customers customers going through their journey they're going through the discovery process they're going through the decision making process they're going through the usage or experience process uh, and then they in turn also contribute in their own way shape or form back into that community for the next person this is why you see forums and reviews uh, being so so incredibly popular so the idea of influencer 2.0 was to take attention away from just the top of the funnel stuff that we see with tactics and campaigns and trying to reach popular people to share your message or your content and reimagining engagement and partnerships uh, and the whole dynamic of what influence is supposed to mean to align with the customer journey. Uh, so whoever's an expert or an authority or whomever may be popular in any one segment or multiple segments of that journey, that they're engaged not just once, but hopefully in several occasions to be present either visually meaning themselves or their brand or their persona and also the content that they create as people go through the journey so that there are peer-to-peer reference points to make trustworthy decisions so i wanted to sort of explain that and then get into the whole concept of then well who do you work with and why uh, i think most of the time the, the the challenging thing here is that marketing is detached from the the customer journey in general but marketing is also detached from let's just say business objectives but also growth business growth this is a this is a key driver for businesses in a in, in an era of digital darwinism growth and relevance uh, but in order to plug into what is being touted as the number one catalyst for digital transformation which is customer experience then you have to understand your customer and most marketers don't uh, we are now starting to get access to that in some some aspects in terms of rich data, cross-functional data, uh, plugging that into AI and machine learning to get real insights. But in my state of the, uh, basically the state of digital transformation research I publish every year, I found out again, and it's this is coming out soon, that only 35% of companies who are investing in digital transformation in the name of customer experience have studied their customers. So that's pathetic. Uh, and then if you bring that all the way down to influencer marketing, I can assure you that that number is even lower. And that's, I think, what this is about is in order to figure out who the right partners are, who the right voices are, you have to know people and you have to know their journey. They have, you have to know what they're asking, where they're going, who they trust, who they don't trust. And then that starts to define, I think, the landscape for what an influencer strategy, where that should begin. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm curious if you have any surprising findings from the survey that you can share. Well, I, I think the whole report is uh, one that demonstrates an industry both in confusion and also in influx. And by confusion, I mean you'll see basically what what you expect to see, that influencer marketing is underappreciated, undervalued, but it's growing. 
you can tell that the companies with bigger budgets uh, and more cross-functional uh, touch points for influencer engagement, that they're becoming much more sophisticated, that they're investing more in technology. But you'll also see the opposite end of the spectrum, lower budgets, lower or traditional metrics, uh, single point of view in terms of influencer engagement, definitely campaign uh, engagement, not relationship building. Uh, and then everything in between, I think it depends on your level of aspiration as a reader. And I think that's what makes this report so special is that you can see it from a pessimistic view, like, wow, this is just moving at a snail's place on the road to Influencer 2.0. Or you can start to see the, the difference between the more advanced organizations and those who are more laggards or less ambitious to pin your aspirations, pin your strategy and your goal towards trying to be like these more advanced progressive companies that are using influence as a strategic business driver, as a growth initiative. Because that's, at that point, it's not just about effective influencer marketing. That makes influencer marketing an essential part of customer experience. Yeah, and can you share any examples of companies that are doing that? So as an analyst uh, and the author of the report, I focused all of my attention on the data and the insights from that data. Tracker, who was my research partner in this report, definitely shares stories throughout uh, the report of these great examples, whether it's Microsoft or whether it's Amica. Uh, I also shared, and it's readily available for anybody, uh, at actually one of your events, uh, B2B Marketing Exchange, in uh, February of 2018, a series of examples of what I called the uh, P2P Marketing Innovation Manifesto, which uh, I dubbed P2P because a lot of times when we're looking for case studies, we're specifically, especially in the B2B world, you want to see only B2B stuff. But I think sometimes you just have to look at everything uh, because at the end of the day, I always joke, in B2B, I always forget there's no no human beings. Uh, but in reality, it's about people to people. They all sort of go through the journey in their own way. It's just different voices, different authorities, different touch points. And so I introduced this, this P2P marketing manifesto. And in there was this idea of Influence 2.0. Um, but what I tried to do was I gave a whole bunch of examples from Schneider Electric uh, to SecureWorks to Vodafone, uh, Volvo Trucks, MailChimp, uh, really looking at uh, HP Labs was another one looking at how each touch point of the customer journey, so the B2B customer, how influence and then also examples of influence uh, could uh, could be aligned to each different touch point. So for example, what are the, one of the quotes from a Fortune 500 business who is a B2B company uh, shared that over the last several years, they've paid millions of dollars to their influence community uh, through campaigns, but also through relationships. And they see the ROI on that uh, even more because what it, what it ended up doing was building the community of which influencers were engaging with one another, but they were also engaging with customers and customers, customers to help them make informed decisions. And the ROI is direct business growth on that. So I encourage you uh, to, to, to download that in addition to the report. Yeah, I definitely think we're seeing a trend towards more humanized marketing and P2P. So what do you think um, is the future of influencer marketing and B2B down the line? And do you have any idea what Influence 3.0 might look like? You know, I was, um, I, when, when you sent those questions along earlier so I could prepare, I, I smirked uh, at that question uh, because I intentionally hope there's never an Influence 3.0. <laughs> 
<laughs> because the bar- the very basis of 2.0 uh, was less of a software iteration in terms of its if it of its metaphor, um, more of like a a reborn um, insinuation that this had to be reborn uh, to be much more holistic, to be much more people centered, to be much more relationship driven, to be much more associated with uh, delivering value to the influencers and their communities as well as to your business. Uh, And I think there's really, at that point, as long as Influence 2.0 represents that, I'm pretty sure there's not much more you need to do because you'll probably be in a very good place if you're successful on all those fronts. But really, it's about creating value, not just to your organization and bottom line, but also value to the influencers who are essentially lending their social capital to you. uh, And also to their communities because they don't want to just you know, spam their own communities. They want to build and grow their communities so that they grow along with it uh, so that everybody sees value throughout the chain. Yeah, and how long do you think it might take companies to get to Influence 2.0 if that is well, the angle? It's <laughs> a great question. I think it might be one of those uh, one of those things that's uh, it's always going to be a constant. I'll give you an example. When I uh, a couple years ago, I published a report of that documented the six stages of digital transformation, uh, essentially the evolution of it, uh, that the the migration that companies go through to become what I called adaptive and innovative. And even even in that research, those companies that were adaptive and innovative were constantly adapting and innovating. And so I, I realized that there might there might not be an end in mind and that it's it's a constant investment in growth because mostly the market is going to continue to change customers are going to evolve behaviors are going to change technologies are going to change so i believe even if you were to attain it it would be a constant evolution and i think that's why you're starting to see a lot of conversations outside of just marketing in general organizationally around not just having agile technologies but agile mindsets uh, agile cultures cultures of innovation uh, adapt uh, adaption etc so i think it's going to take a long time for the traditional marketer to come around if they ever do but we're already starting to see advancement with the more progressive modern marketers yeah that's great well that's all i have for you today Thank you for your time, Brian, and thank you to everyone listening. Be sure to subscribe to Demand Gen Report to stay up to date on our latest podcasts, reports, research, news, and more. 